friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our wonderful friends from Toys and Ford and Hy-V, recapping day one, round one of the NFL draft with uh, with Brandon. Plus, we're going to do top five. Did you come up with this top five? I did. Okay, so look at you. I did. I'm very proud of this. Uh, top five sporting events that we have been you, at. You were, you were there for. Not watched on TV. No, but you, you were, were in person. physically in person to experience mm-hmm. the greatness or the pain, whichever. Yep. I'm glad you, because one of mine is pain. Okay. So, uh, but before we get to the uh, to the top five here, round one in the books here, um, you know, I, I know on the on the on the radio program and such, we kind of did our cream of the crops, which you know we touched on a couple teams there, but and then some of the most surprising things out there. We were talking a little bit about it again. The the Lions probably maybe the the team with the most surprising picks in the first round, going running back and and a typical old school type of linebacker. Would you say? Yeah, maybe the most surprising team. I think so. I think so. And it's not to say those picks won't work out. Yeah, we know, don't, look. But... We don't know. We can give our opinion now, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously the Lions love them, but I think the maybe the big thing though too is when it comes to these these drafts, you, you do have to take a gamble. Like, okay, is that guy going to be there at a, at my next pick or something like that? And I think for a lot of people, they thought, you know, the running back they selected at number twelve would have probably been there for for their next pick. Unless they heard something, and unless they they there found out something, there was a team in the mid teens that yeah they said they were in love with uh, Mr. Gibbs from Alabama, but mm-hmm. I don't, and that's I mean that's a risk that you take though too, isn't it? So, but I thought Houston did a fantastic job. Yes, they gave up a first rounder for next year and some other capital, but you got your quarterback C.J. Stroud, then you move back up, back to back, and you get Will Anderson. You've got cornerstones. Right now, you, you for a franchise that is in such a rebuild, you've got your left tackle Laramie, who's been there for a little bit, Laramie Tunsil. You've got your 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 new brand new quarterback, D'Amico Ryan's gets his pass rusher that I'm assuming he's hoping could be the next Bosa, you know, type of player for for him in that defense. If if I'm a Houston Texans fan or I'm the Houston Texans, you had a good day yesterday. I, I would say you had a great day yesterday getting those two. Yeah, for the first time since you were up twenty four nothing on Kansas City in the playoffs, you probably feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I know like Tyrese Wilson was talked a lot about uh, for for Houston there, and you kind of wonder if the the foot concern injury maybe for a little bit there. But when you kept hearing Will Anderson, a lot of stuff was like he's just more polished, maybe a little bit of a safer pick uh, at that point too. But I loved what 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 Houston did. And I, you know, I know we talked about it too, but Philly just seems like you mentioned it, kind of like Baltimore back in the day. But does Howie Roseman even do any draft? Does he have to do any draft prep work? Because all these seems like studs just fall to the Eagles. Yep. You know, they got Jalen Carter, and then uh, and Smith, Nolan, Nolan Smith, Smith over from, there. Yeah. A couple Georgia boys, some more Georgia guys. Exactly. So, um, 
Anything else stand out to you in the first round? Well, I, I think there was some discussion about how many receivers would go. I think everyone thought Jackson Smith and Jigbo was a first rounder, but it seemed like there was some kind of talk about, okay, is there any more than that? Like, you heard some reports like, oh, they only got one first-round grade on a receiver. And ultimately, there, were, there ended up being a fair amount that went, especially with that run in the early 20s. Wasn't that they said it was the first time in the draft that the, that there's been four straight receiver picks? Yeah, yep, yeah, uh, that little bit of a run there. I know, you know, some other things too. Obviously, we talked about tight ends and, and, and all that. It's kind of a little bit of a corner, a couple corners taken. Not, not necessarily, I mean, there's still like Joey Porter, Junior, a lot of people thought maybe a first round pick. He's still available, so I think there's still some, still some solid corners there in the second round. And obviously, Will Levis, where is he going to go? Ultimately, prediction: Where do you think he's going to go? I'm going to say the Raiders. You going to go Raiders? Okay, I'll go. I'm going to go Seahawks. I'll just to change it up here a little bit. I think. It's, would you agree it's between those two teams, or do you see another team potentially come? Titans. Titans, maybe. I. I don't know. Like for me, a wild card is still Detroit. Mm, okay. You know, he wouldn't have to be rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Detroit has already shown to be a wild card yeah. with, with some of their picks. So. Interesting. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. Because, you know, you think of Seattle, okay, the, yes, they re-signed Geno Smith, but it was just three years. Jimmy Garoppolo was just a couple years over there, too. Yep. We've been talking about the Lions trying to find their future quarterback ever since Jared Goff has, was traded over there. Where would that guy come from? And you can, and you can still kind of, you know, develop him at his own pace where if you get a year into it and you you feel good about it, then you can maybe make a move. If you think, well, maybe you got another year, mm-hmm. well, maybe not. And then Tennessee, you know, they got Ryan Tannehill. You know, they did draft uh, Malik Willis last, last year, year. but there's reports that they're kind of souring on him already, so maybe. Right. Um, so would you say, from all these guys that we mentioned, even the starters, like the pros right now, would you, in the next, let's say, two, three years, who would you rather have? Geno Smith, Will Levis, Jared Goff, Will Levis. I, mean, I think I was, I'd take Will Levis over Malik Willis. Certainly. I, I think I would still probably take either of those veterans just because they've produced. What about G, even Geno? Even Geno, yeah. yeah. Even Geno. Mm-hmm. I hope Geno continues to play like it's a he good did story. last year. Yeah. Good story of sticking with it. Because, I mean, he was the guy that was the, you know, was his draft the only quarterback? Like he was, and then he didn't get drafted in the first round, then he got drafted in the second round and such. But not often do you see quarterbacks or players like of that level able to stick it around, stick it around, and and get another opportunity that later in their career and get the contract that he did and be the starter. Seahawks won that trade last year, no doubt. Wasn't that long? Hey, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Drew Locke and Geno Smith, the quarterback yeah. battle that was the summer. So. Uh, anything else? Round one? Not really. So. No, maybe uh, you know, lack of trades in terms yeah. of especially you once know. we got out of the top few. I mean, that mm-hmm. the Cardinals one definitely, you know, jolted one with the Texans moving back up, and then the Cardinals moving back up too. But once you got out of that top like five, six, actually more top ten, there wasn't much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, uh, with uh, the the day two and and day day three, obviously day two is is my favorite one. Rounds two and three. Um, I'm looking at the tight ends, who are going to be the first uh, tight ends to, to be taken off uh, the board here. Uh, also, obviously, with, with Will Levis and such. But also, I feel like, you know, I know, I feel like day two is a good day, Brandon, to find those under-the-radar quality offensive linemen. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the first-rounders get all the pub, but I'll, I'll, I'll use Green Bay for an example. 
Bakhtiari was a fourth round pick, and I know that's a day three. But you know, like Josh Sitton was was a third round pick. Zach Tom, you know, was was a day three pick. You know, these guys. Yes, Brian Balaga, Awa was was a first round pick. But I feel like day two is like if you want a good starting offensive lineman, that's the day to to get them to get, get those starters. Yeah, you can still get them there. It's not you know there's some some spots where you feel like well if you don't take one in the first round you're just not going to get anybody. Mm-hmm. And you know offensive lineman is certainly not that. Right. So. Uh, I'll be curious to see how if we get a little bit of a run because there's still some good ones out there I think too. So, uh, but your Vikings don't pick till till uh, round later three. later on in the round three. So I got some time to wait. You do so. All right, just a kind of a quick recap on on uh, the first round and a little bit of a preview on rounds two, three, four, five, six, seven. I guess at this point, you want to do the top fives? Let's do it. Coming up here, so I'll let you tee it up because you're the one who thought thought about this gotcha top five sporting events that you have attended in person yes okay what made you think of this Did i don't know this- i was just thinking of like possibilities and i'm just like huh and I, and I was kind of thinking like first of all i thought do i have enough and i do and actually i have a few honorable mentions so wow okay so i struggled with mine a little yeah. bit but, but remember i i thought about this just one day because Initially, we had talked about this like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then there was a week we didn't do a podcast, and the next week I think we did something else, and then it just it yeah it just it, you know it's a busy time right. Yep. So I just put it in my phone. I'm like, well, whenever we do it, I'm ready. And All right. here we so, give me your honorable mentions. All right, um, and as you can imagine, with me, these go all over the place. Mm, like, yeah, um, I've got. Is there going to be some wrestling in here? There's one wrestling event okay. in here. Okay. Um. Um several different sports um first one is a brewer game is a brewers met game from uh 2019 it was a 4-3 game that went 18 innings i'm sorry i should have got the exact day but it was like later april mm-hmm. early may yeah um and so yeah. pretty much two games in one pretty much and actually for an 18 inning game it went pretty quick i was surprised it was like four and a half hours which jeez but still uh game ryan braun had six hits including the game winner so in that situation did they extend beer sales or no i don't think they did man because you not, can't really. No, because I mean, I'm not going to lie. I walked out of the stadium and a little, feeling a little different than I walked in. <laughs> and we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I remember we went to the game the next day, and the game was like two hours and 20 minutes. Nice. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one on the list, actually, a NASCAR race. Ooh, okay. The 2003 GFS Marketplace 400 from Michigan. Okay. Um, I, will have, I was one of approximately 150,000 people in attendance at that race. <laughs> race won by Ryan Newman. Fuel mileage race. Um, it was, I mean, it was a fun, entertaining race at you know around the peak of NASCAR. Um, also known for those of you that follow the sport, after the race, the day that Jimmy Spencer sought Kurt Busch in the nose, and as a Kurt, and as a Kurt Busch fan, that was quite the thing because that was before social media. So I actually found out about it the next day. Oh wow! We were driving home and we stopped at some gas station. I grabbed a newspaper. I think it was like USA Today or something, and reading about it, and I was quite surprised because again, yeah. that's not the kind of thing that you know. Right. You weren't gonna look at your phone and see it, you know, ten minutes after it happened. Mm-hmm. But no, it was a good race. It was fun. I mean, you know, NASCAR races are one of those things. That I think, like, you know, I think people, even if you're not a NASCAR fan, like, you would appreciate everything that surrounds it because you know, it's a lot of times it's kind of a party. You know, mm-hmm. you have the camping and all that good stuff. So, yep. And my third one is a wrestling event. It is All Elite Wrestling's Full Gear Pay Per View event for 2021 in the Twin Cities at the Target Center. Nice. Went with Justice Cleveland yep. and some other friends. Just a tremendous day or a tremendous fun night. Like a, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a, a packed show from start to finish. A lot of, a lot of great matches and just 
it, it, it was it's so far like I said it's the, the best wrestling event I've ever went to yeah. just exciting the whole shebang I know your list is going to be more diverse uh, th- than mine yeah. uh, I, I it's just that's just how it, it's going to play out here but uh, that's why I, I think people are going to enjoy yours more than, <laughs> than mine maybe there's something at, for at everybody this point. so I'll, I'll start it off since you just went through your, your honorable mentions here but uh, uh, and again this is just you know I guess we could do it maybe in a couple different ways, most memorable or best, yeah, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess for this one is more of a memory for me. Uh, it was uh, 2011 January Packers Bears win and get in. Oh yeah. Uh, Packers beat the Bears. I think it was like 10 to three. Cutler threw an interception uh, to Nick Collins at the end. Uh, after the game, Rogers, Nelson. Driver and James Jones ran around the stadium giving high fives to fans because they got in the playoffs, but they weren't going to be home. Notice I didn't say Greg Jennings because he was the only receiver who didn't do that. Um, but And we know what happened a few short games later. They they won it. I'm going to combine this one in there too because it was the return to title town. So I went to that sort of thing. That Leaving that was the worst experience of ever leaving Lambeau Field. Return to title town event was just a cluster you-know-what Nobody knew what was going on. They didn't have enough people directing traffic. It took forever to get out of it, longer than any game I've been to. Mm. So that's uh, that being my a number five. A certain type of show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're number five. My number five, the 2020 foot Rose Bowl, Wisconsin-Oregon. See? You, I, man, that's, look at you. This, you're more I think diverse. this is the only one on the list where that I had some heartbreak because obviously Oregon won that game 28-27. But I love the fact you've told this story multiple times. The Justin Herbert one. Yeah, talk, yeah. I mean, because we were sitting by Oregon fans, and they were super cool. And we were, you know, BSing and dishing about stuff. And, like, they liked Justin Herbert, but they didn't believe he would be a – the ones I talked to anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe this was just limited to the ones I talked to. But they did not believe that he would go on to become a, you know, high-level NFL quarterback that he has. Because mm-hmm. he was – you know, I didn't know too much about him then. And they – you know, at that point, he was still very much kind of an unsure prospect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember you telling me that the day after. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And, well, early well, returns show that. But yeah, Justin's... great game. I mean, awesome weather. It was 65 degrees and sunny. Only time on New Year's Day I've ever had to put on sunscreen. Mm-hmm. It was a great game. But, unfortunately, like a lot of great Badger sporting events over the years, it was a great game that they didn't end up winning. So. Yep, yep. Uh, I just thought of an honorable mention that I could put on here. There you go. Can I, should I just do it right you now? You bet. I'll do honorable mention. I was... At the, it doesn't even matter because the record is just like demolished when Favre broke the touchdown record at the Metrodome. But the cool story of that was, I was in college, and this was before like Minnesota put the thing on. Well, if you buy this ticket, you got to buy another one for the Packer Viking one. Oh, okay. Remember that? Uh, so you could just buy individual tickets, mm-hmm. and I did. Me and my college roommate. So there was three others. Yeah, it was four of us total. It was like twenty bucks a ticket. Nice. It was cheap. And I remember the week before we were watching the game against the Chargers, and we're like, "Don't break it, don't break it." And then we're like, "These tickets are going for like five hundred bucks a pop," and we didn't, we didn't go, we didn't sell them. We wanted to go to the game and that. So, yeah, we got to we got to break or see that. But there was a really cool Vikings fan sitting next to us. Oh yeah, it was really cool, and I'll never forget this. Uh, he he's like. You know, when you guys are done with Farf, can we have him? <laughs> it's clairvoyant. Right, exactly. So just thought of that one. Which leads into my number four, which was the uh, the 08 NFC Championship game as my heartbreak game in this one. Yeah. Um, 
Mostly just because it was a memorable thing. I mean, one of the coldest games. I was say heartache and face it. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. I had a hot chocolate, and that thing had, like, ice in it, if that tells you anything. So, uh, Favre's last game, obviously, as, Green a, Bay. as a Packer. Uh, in Green Bay as a Packer. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just it was a heartbreak one. But to go to the FC Championship game and, and you know, the, the weather elements of it, too. Probably my version of the I mean, that's ball, when I, so. that's when I remember – watching kind of because i was actually at work and i worked at walmart and i remember like there's nobody because at the time i worked at the one in appleton mm. and there was nobody in there because obviously and like the tv and like the subway there had it on so i was just kind of walking over there and watching the you know yep. cared and i was talking to the people from subway and watching and i was walking out and was actually driving home going across the butamore bridge into menasha when the giants kicked the game-winning field goal i was actually sitting next to two guys who were from new york and Lawrence Tynes, right? Because he missed a couple of them before that. And those guys called it. They're like, he's going to miss this. Don't worry. He's going to miss it. Because, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just like, we're done. And like, he's going to miss it. And then the second one, he's like, he's going to miss this too. And then when the third one came out, I kind of glanced at it. He ain't missing a third one. <laughs> <laughs> and he made it. So, fair. But, uh, yeah. All right. So that's my number four. All right. My number four is the only Viking game I have on here, which is uh, the 2015 regular season finale Vikings Packers at Lambeau Field. Mm. The Vikings beat the Packers to win the NFC North. You were, you were at that game? I was at that game. I was at that game, too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have a, a friend of mine has season tickets, and him and his dad invited me and my dad. Okay. Yeah. I was at, because that uh, Teddy Bridgewater played? Yes. I remember he Micah Hyde. He tried to throw the ball left-handed the one time. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was at the Micah Hyde interception yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 I was there. And that was, no, I mean, I don't have very good success at Viking games. Like, if mm-hmm. I went through and sketched my record, it would be like two in a billion or whatever. But yeah. You know, that was fun. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. you know, the people, you know, because my, I mean, my my friend and his dad are both Packer fans, but then, you know, we it was fun. Like, the people around us were cool. Like, it was it, it was it was just a fun time. And, mm-hmm. like, they've gone up enough to where they knew, like, okay, this is how we, you know, we park here so we can get in and get out. Like, it just, it was very well planned out. Mm-hmm. So we got in and got out. And, nice. No, it was, it was fun. Uh, so my third one, Brandon, actually is one that we went to together. Oh, yeah? The Final Four. Ah, yeah. The the final four over there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be on your list or not, but uh, obviously was that uh, it was Virginia versus Auburn, which was the first game of the final four because we had press passes there. You had better uh, seats to see the reaction afterwards. Travis, uh, who was working with me at the Herald at the time, him and I were back behind the uh, student sections in like an auxiliary one. Mm -hmm. Then I was up in the press box. With Neil. With Neil. Um, But obviously that game was with the – the questionable call at the end and uh, Auburn fans not Everyone happy remembers the, the questionable call. The thing I remember most from that were Auburn fans drinking beers through straws. <laughs> like cuz we were right behind the Auburn student section yep. and just seeing all these kids coming down with like beers with straws and I'm like what is that? God, what are we doing? It's it, it's different down there, I yeah. guess, but um yeah, and they were rightfully not happy. Yep. And then the other one was the Texas Tech and Michigan State game and I remember uh the Press ge- a post game presser after. I, oh no, that's not what I was going to laugh okay. about. I remember Patrick Mahomes getting a better ovation than Kirk Cousins. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Battle of their alma maters. Yeah, but there was a uh, a younger reporter. Yeah. Uh, just asked a question to Chris Beard at that time. Which look at where Chris Beard now. But um, was it like yes. you know you're it was how he paraphrasing, but he said you know. 
you're not supposed to be here. So what was it like? You know, how does it feel or something like that when you know you're not supposed yeah, to be here? Yeah, it, it was like as someone that does this for a living, like it was one of those where like, and I've asked dumb questions, especially when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. But that was one where right away when I heard, I was like, ooh. Yep, I think ooh. everybody was kind of like, ooh. You know? And Chris Beard, to his credit, was was classy with his response. Basically, you know, was like, you know, I. He said, "I respect the question." Like a few times, I think maybe yeah, he wanted to make sure. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to be sure that he mm-hmm. wasn't going to just tee off on this kid. Yep. But basically, said like, "I respect the question," but like, you know. And I think we what he was trying here. to ask was, nobody picked you to be here. That's different. Yeah. yeah then you don't deserve to be here. Right. Like, yeah. Because they weren't. That was that kind of like at the that was the first year where people were like, oh, this mm-hmm. you know, this Chris Beard's a good coach, like Texas Tech, like this is a badminton. This can mm-hmm. be a basketball school. Yep. Um, and I just remember somebody went up to that guy and just pat him on the back afterwards. Yeah. So. yeah. Do you remember when we first got there, though, Brandon? We went to a press conference. Do you know? Do you remember? We what did. Was... I thought you were going to ask when we went there, and I tried to use my uh, use some uh, like uh, J.C. gift card. Ahead That's of my... right. I remember that because <laughs> when we went in, we had to check into the press area, and you had to yeah. have a photo ID. Yeah. And me just not like I went to grab my um, driver's license and for no reason. I just grabbed like like a. JC Penny gift card or something. I just like I hold it out there, like not thinking, and they just kind of look at me like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm an idiot." Uh, but, but yeah, we got there, and it was for the uh, pro bas. Wasn't it the basketball hall of fame? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to see Vladi. Yes, we did. Vladi, Vladi Divac. Divac. He looked very uncomfortable up yes, there. Yes, he did. Uh, who's the butt? There was a. I think Jack Sigma was up there too. Wasn't I think so. And then yeah. it was a. Uh, uh, oh, who was it? Yeah, there was a. Oh my god! I can. Picture him too. I'm gonna yep. look it up while we're doing this. The con- and and the under. First of all, the the, the food spread there is pretty nice. Yeah. I still I still have that. Uh, we got a we got some swag, including a backpack. Yep. Which yep. I still have that backpack. Um, the food the food spread was good. Mm-hmm. Also, the underneath uh, basement area of the of uh, U.S. Bank US Stadium Bank. is massive. What yeah. year was? Do you remember? 2019. What, was it okay? I, for some reason, I had 2015. I'm like, no, it was 2019. 2019. It was okay. Here we go. So yeah, I just remember Vladi, because I think right when we got there, you could see it because it was kind of like curtained off. Yeah, There's different sections, but big old Vladi right there. Vladi stuck out. He did. Um, so it was uh, Vladi Diva. Come on, scroll down. I just want a list. Oh my gosh, all these, all these ads on here. For the love of Mary, well. Uh, Okay, we're getting there. Just bear with me. Here we go. Sidney Moncrief. That's that was, who it was. Yes, yeah, Sidney Moncrief. Moncrief. Yep. yep. And then Jack Sigma was on there, too. So, uh, Teresa Weatherspoon. Paul Westfall. Yeah, that was, so, that was a good day. Yeah, it was cool. Even if I did try to illegally park at the Quick Trip on yeah, Hudson. Yeah, that cop like, was coming at you, bro. <laughs> we, we stopped at the Quick Trip right off, the, off 94 in Hudson. And we were coming back. And I was thinking, like, oh, it's like Quick Trips around here where you can park out front. Mm-hmm. Nope. And it was very – and you look at the ground, and it very clearly had, you know, no parking, but I wasn't paying attention. I just kind of parked, and I looked at, like, the corner where you're supposed to be, and there's a police officer there. And he's just looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, like, hold on, guys. And I get up and move, and, you know, he went on with his day, and I'm just like I, – I had a couple brain farts that day. Yeah. Oh, well. It happens. Uh, you're three. My number three – and you mentioned that you you know the, the the 2019 final four i did not include any events i covered okay cuz i feel like for me that could be an entirely different list at mm-hmm. some point yep. so i didn't include any list but this is a high school sporting event that i went to as a high schooler 
it would be the twenty. It would be the two thousand three Division three girls basketball sectional final, Thorpe versus Boyceville in Amory. Mm-hmm. It was a game that Thorpe won to go to state fifty eight fifty six in overtime. One of is the only time at a sporting event I've ever lost my voice. Ooh. And actually, it was last year McDonald played Northwood at Amory in a sectional final. It was the first time I'd been to that gym ever since, and it was one of those things where I walked in I'm like. This does kind of look for you know a, a little familiar, mm-hmm. but no, it was a, I mean, just a great game between two great teams. You know, Thorpe and Boyceville met in back-to-back sectional finals. They also met the next year, I believe, is at Memorial, and Boyceville won, and it, to go to state. So it was kind of a, you know, just a, you know, very good teams. Of those those Boyceville teams had the uh, score sisters who were very good players for the Bulldogs. Uh, Thorpe had a loaded roster there too that ultimately finished runner-up at state. Just a game I look at fondly, like, and that's something that when I, whenever I cover stuff, I try to remember days like that because, like, that was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then now when you see, you know, teams you know, going to stay and all that stuff, I always try to remember and put that in perspective. Like, this is a big deal. You know, even though I've done some, you know, I've covered, you know, so many state tournament stuff, I always try to keep that perspective that, like, hey, even though this isn't the first time you've been here, for many people this is. Right. Like, and it's a big deal. Right. But that, and that was just one when I think of all that, that's what sticks out. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, my number two is the return of Favre to Lambeau Field. Um, it was literally the last game as a Viking to you know to Green Bay. I almost didn't go to that game because I was sick, and I almost and I remember like it was a week before, like he was hurt, and there was actually some talk would he miss it. So that was twenty ten. Yeah, gotcha. It was on it was a Sunday night game. Yep, yep. That yep. was my birthday. Was it really? I was actually at a, a, a wrestling event that night. Nice. The city's not not nearly as good as the one I mentioned before, but I remember because we were at Target Center, and I was watching the game because they had TVs like yep. that you kind of see when you were out in the arena. So mm-hmm. I was like squinting up and like you could just barely see what was going on because it was you know I wasn't too close to the TVs, but I was like, "What's going on in the ring? What's going on in the game? <laughs> ring? Hey, you know, going back and forth." Mm-hmm. Yep, that was uh, the most tense environment I think I've still been at uh, in in, ter- in a game. Um, just we all know why, you know. Uh, Favre had beaten Green Bay the two times before, and at that point, I don't think anybody for Green Bay, especially, was thinking Super Bowl or anything like that. They were coming off of a couple losses to Miami and and I think Washington uh, off the top of my head. So just yeah, the and then you know it looked like the the touchdown at the end. That you know it's like oh great they they won it. They did few, again, but but no, out of bounds yeah. and. So it was just a, a incredibly tense field, and I will I stayed after because I was the, well. First of all, I, you know when he ran on the field in the booze, but then at the end of the game he was at the opposite end and he was hurt, you know, limping. And I think he was like giving hugs to like driver or something, and he couldn't even run off the field. He had to limp limp off the shower of booze the whole time, like he couldn't get out of there. He couldn't jog or anything. He yeah. was just limping. He had, to, he, had to, he had to wear it. Yep. So that one that one's my number two. Gotcha. My number two is Game Three of the 2021 NBA Finals, Bucks Suns. Mm. Which now, <laughs> especially with the way this week has gone, I, I made sure to remember uh, one twenty one hundred victory for the Bucks that started their four straight wins to win the NBA championship in six games. Giannis forty one points, thirteen rebounds, six assists. Mm-hmm. Very. I mean, it was obviously a lively atmosphere, but just that's a cool moment. It yeah. is. It is. It was such a unique environment mm-hmm. because it. I mean, it just. I mean. There was no 
Bucks like success. Like it, right. I'm sure it's for you as a Packer fan, it's one thing if like, hey, here's the Packers playing in the FC title game. This is gonna happen before. Right. But for the Bucks, this is uncharted territory for anyone that's mm-hmm. you know well, let's face it, anyone that's not sixty. Right. Exactly. So yep. Yeah, but it one. was a fun it was I'm curious what your number one is now. I think if uh, once I say it you'll you'll I probably know. will. I think you will. I think I know your number one. Do you? I think I do. Take a guess. I think it is uh, Brewers D-backs. It is. Game five, yep. uh, Brewers Diamondbacks. I am jealous that you were at that game. Yes. Um, it was very last second sort of thing. Our buddy Greg actually got tickets. I think it was off eBay or something like Ooh. that or some weird thing Ooh. like that. But, uh, yeah, we went down. So here's the thing. Um, we all packed in this, like, 1980-something Ford Explorer because if anybody who knows Greg, he, like, had a – a used vehicle every month it seemed like and this was like the one he had but so i had to sit way in the back back okay no seat back there i was like hobbling around you know whatever it was fine going down there so we get there you know we're pre-game and tailgate and we get in it's packed i mean it's like packed and then the game was freaking awesome yes it was you know, blown safe. Blown safe for John Axford after he hadn't blown once it wasn't like opening day like it, yeah. was, it had been like since the start of the year since he had blown a save yeah and then they go to extra innings and this was, remember, like Jerry Harrison Jr. was getting the start at third and, and all. And I think he got a hit that was just like this little looper or something. It was, you know, stuff like that. But then, obviously, you know, who got, I can't remember who got the hit or walk, but then Gomez came in as a pinch hit or pinch walk or pinch runner. Mm-hmm. And then he gets on second. He stole second. He stole second. Niger Morgan's up, Tony P. And I just remember we're sitting there saying, just let Braun get up because Braun was next, you know, and Braun was, that was, Okay. Well, Ryan Braun was on fire for many reasons. Yeah, I mean, he was just like, he was like, like, just don't make a stupid play. Let Braun get up, and then like the slowest roller up the middle. Yeah, and you know they're sending him the whole way. Yeah, and like we're thinking, we didn't know it was going to go. I was actually sitting almost right behind the right field pole, so we were getting that angle there. And it was just like that, okay, we all see it. So we're like, it's that initial, like, cheer. Like, it's a hit. The ball's in play. But then when you see it go by the diving infielder, the crowd gets even louder, yeah. that sort of thing. A couple sustained roars. Yeah, and then Gomez is going, and then you see the throw, and then the slide, and that's just when everybody exploded. And everybody's running field. And even before that, we were looking up because we were so close to the rafters. People were walking up the rafters. What the heck are they doing? It was the confetti drop. Ooh. It was a confetti drop Ooh. after that too. So yeah, that that was that was I, I still say that's my number one. And then we we're in the, the parking lot after we were pumped because the Cardinals had beaten yeah, the Phillies. Yeah, and, the Brewers can beat the Cardinals. Yeah. There's no way the Cardinals are gonna home break, field advantage. No and, way the Cardinals are gonna break Milwaukee's heart again. And let's just say the uh, ride home was not great for myself. I could, oh being in the back, you getting jostled around. Let's just say Good thing there was a styrofoam cooler, and I'm sorry to the Walmart person who had to pick up that cooler the next day. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. All right. My number one, 2018 Game 163 Brewers Cubs at Wrigley. Oh, yeah. That's, yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, that was one where it was about Sunday afternoon. Once the Brewers had won, I was watching this game with some friends, and once it was obvious this was going to happen, um, we're like, well – we're gonna go like we can mm-hmm. do this i'm like well i'm like i don't have to work uh, another friend of mine's like i don't have to work either and the other friend's like well i do but i have to be back in eau claire by 11 i'm like 
we can do that. So it's like, okay. So we're doing, like, it becomes like, we're actually doing this, right? Yep. So we go, we get tickets in the right field bleachers. Because they went, like, because they went on sale quick, like, because mm-hmm. you can't really pre-sale that. Right. We leave Eau Claire about 4 in the morning. We get down, and our plan is, we're not going to try to drive into, I mean, you're not going to find parking in Wrigley. Like, right. in Wrigleyville. It's just not going to happen. So our plan is, we actually had a pretty good plan. We we drove to, I think it was O'Hare. We parked at O'Hare, and we took the train. Oh. And we took the train, and then our plan after that was to Uber the rest of the way in. Okay. Um. So we we planes. You really thought about, I was going to say yeah. you really thought this out. So we do, and you know the the plane or the drive, and then into the Uber or the the uh, train start went pretty easily. Now it was very packed, so the Uber was a little bit of an issue. And eventually, our Uber driver just went like three blocks out of the way, just so we could be moving, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But we were literally walking into Wrigley at first pitch, so we still made. It. I mean, we weren't mm-hmm. complaining. We get to right field, and like. You know, and you know, you hear all kinds of stuff about it, but our experience there was great. Like the people were super nice, and you know, we weren't jerks to them. But we're talking to these people, and you know, and I think I had to go get a nervous beer or two just because I'm like uh, kind of a little, obviously on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's game. The Brewers won three to one. Um, a good contingent of Brewers fans there, and I, I think the fact that I mean the tickets just went on sale, that kind of thing, you know, that helped. But like, you know, I remember the. Uh, I think it was Anthony Rizzo. Had, you know, he was the last out of the game. They he flew out. I think it was, I think there was a runner on base, and he had flown out to like medium right center. And uh, Keon Brox was playing there. It was one of those where you know the ball goes up, and you know, those fans are going crazy because you know, it might be a home run. But I'm just like right away. I'm just you know, thing I've learned from watching a ton of baseball over the years is you never watch the ball, you watch the fielder. That's a good point. Yeah. And you just saw him kind of like jog, he was just kind of jogging over. I think it was to his you know his right. I'm just like okay, he's got that like. You know, and then there's that moment. You know, you're we're you're, you're we're excited, we're pumped, and they're celebrating. It's all good stuff. And like I said, the people were very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I was you know surprised, but I feel like a lot of times in those situations, you kind of get get what you give. Mm-hmm. And I remember that our usher in our section was named Tom Osborne. <laughs> he had a big he had a name tag, and I and we're talking to him a little bit after because we were waiting for the crowd to clear a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm talking to him like, oh, so Tom Osborne, I go, you know. I, you know, I made some Nebraska football joke. He's like, well, he goes, you're not the first person to make that one. He goes, but your joke was pretty good. Like, <laughs> and, okay, and we're walking out. As we're walking out, um, and actually, we walked out, and we walked by the Brewers bus. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of Brewers. And the, the players, I mean, they weren't coming out for a while yet, but right. there were still people there, you know, cheering them on. And we actually had to walk. We walked a fair amount away to get on a uh, we didn't take another Uber because, I mean, peak pricing there would, after that game would have been nuts. Right. So we actually walked a little bit further to g- jump back on the train. And we rode the train back to O'Hare. We got in our car, and we got back to we got to back to Eau Claire, I'll say, like, 9, 9 10 o'clock. It wasn't bad because, remember, it was like a noon game. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I thought that was really cool was we were on the train coming back to O'Hare. Uh, I was sitting with a friend of mine, and my other friend was sitting in the seat in front of us. And he's sitting next to this uh, Korean lady from South Korea. And actually, they were talking because she had a, one of those apps on her phone where you could translate. Mm. So they were actually talking about baseball. Oh, it was geez. such a cool, like, you know, she was talking about just how much, basically, when you go watch a baseball game, like South Korea or Japan, it's a big party. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a different vibe. And I would love to go do it just because they just have so much fun with it. Right. And she's just talking about that. And he's just like, yeah, I'd like to go do that. And they were having this big, like, 10, 15-minute conversation on the train about baseball. It was, you know. 
he is with some you know some woman you know some older woman he met on a on a subway in Chicago. Hmm. And yeah, it was just a really fun day. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's the stories like that. There's, I think a lot of our memory ones too. It's more than just the game itself. Yes, you yeah, know, it's the stuff of, surrounding it. Right. I will say another honorable mention. It wasn't on any of our list, but I will say it. It's not a game, but the draft. Just a, so, yeah, the, just the bucket list sort of thing. And I think you and I both agree that now we kind of have a feel. They've changed it obviously a lot more too. Whenever it gets to Minnesota or Green Bay, we're going. We're going oh yeah, that's so, that's hundred percent happening. Yeah, that's so. like just. You know, you can already mark me down for that. Yep, yep, exactly. So, well, this was a good one. So how about uh, the rest of you send us your top five? Yes. What are some notable events that you have been to? Right, exactly. So good job, Brandon. You get a passing grade for that one, for that topic idea. So This is how I got through college. <laughs> yeah. That's good enough to pass. Exactly. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and follow to the, the Man Cave Podcast on wherever you get your podcasting platforms. Again, big thanks to Hyvee and Toys and Ford uh, for sponsoring the podcast. Enjoy the rest of the draft whenever, well, I guess it depends on whenever you listen to this podcast, but uh, we're recording it on the Friday, so enjoy the rest of the draft. We'll have a recap pod coming up after uh, after the completion of the full draft. Until next time, we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. <laughs>